Hi, and welcome to Create English on Pripyat Radio. My name is Gabor. I'm your host today. This is our October edition in 2021. Today we're going to learn a couple of things about small talk. There will be some pronunciation, some grammar, as usual. If you're new to the program, this is actually what we usually do in order to help learners to improve their English through this podcast. So let's get down to it and let me tell you what we're going to do today. We're going to start with the quick grammar point, used to versus usually. Then we're going to do a grammar chant to practice the present perfect. And then uh, along with that to practice some past participle forms of verbs. Then we're going to talk about small talk a little bit more. And we're going to look at a song about the days of the week as well. Right, let's begin with uh, a quick grammar question. And it's about the expression used to, okay? So, you know, what, what happens is usually students confuse used to with usually. You know, when they want to speak about routine, some things that they do um, as a routine, they use the expression use to. But used to is an expression for another purpose. It's not used in this sense. So, let me give you an example like, uh, I used to have breakfast at eight o'clock, okay? This is what I would hear a lot of times from students. And um, what they actually want to say with this is that they usually have breakfast at eight o'clock, but somehow they confuse the two expressions. And I often hear this from my students. So, here's some correction. Usually refers to the present routine, things that you usually do as a routine, like every day or every week or a couple of times a week, etc. Used to, and you spell it U-S-E-D-T-O, yeah, of course. <laughs> used to refers to the past and only the past. This is the point. So, used to describes things that were a routine or a habit in the past, but they are not anymore in the present. So it's the past and only the past. So let's look at some examples from when I was younger, I was a child. Uh, I remember my city was quite different in some aspects. Like, for example, we used to shop in small grocery stores. So today, you know, there are a lot of hypermarkets. There are grocery stores as well, but in the past, there were mostly small supermarkets or grocery stores, but no hypermarkets like today. So we used to shop in small grocery stores was in the past. That's the past. Today, we usually buy food in hypermarkets. So this would be like two differences. Used to, usually. We used to shop in small grocery stores. Today, we usually buy food in hypermarkets. Now, this kind of depends on how, where you grew up, rather. But where I grew up, it was actually, you know, there were no hypermarkets. There didn't used to be hypermarkets, only supermarkets or little grocery stores. One more example. 
We used to speak for hours on the phone with our friends and relatives, right? We used to speak for hours on the phone. But today we usually send text messages or we just video chat or similar. So in the past, I remember we used to speak long hours. Well, maybe not hours, you know, (laughs) it's an exaggeration, but, you know, for a long time, longer than today. While today it's usually video chat or just quick text messages is the way we communicate. So remember, used to is an expression, a very useful one, which describes the past, but only the past, and usually is an adverb which we use to express routine or habit, things that we do in the present as a routine or as a habit. Great, I hope this was clear, the difference between used to and usually. And now let's move on. Uh, We're going to keep talking about the past in a way, but it's actually, it's not just the past, it's past and present combined. This is, you know, the, the famous present perfect, which we use to express, one more time, which we use to express. I'm not saying used to, use to, which we use to express experience that we have in the present because we did things or we did not do things in the past. And now we're going to practice with a chant. We're going to listen to a chant which describes different things that I did not do in the past. So I have no experience. I have no experience about these. So if I have not been to a place, for example, I cannot tell you if this place is pretty or not. I cannot give you tips what to see, what not to see. Or if I haven't eaten a certain kind of food, I cannot tell you what it tastes like. I have no experience. Okay? So let's listen to this chant and while you're listening, I'd like you to do the following. Each line describes an experience that I don't have. So listen to what experiences I mention, like traveling, food, you know, sport or activity. You can do this if you pay attention to the words at the end of each line. All right, let's go. I've never been to Pluto. I've never lived on Mars. I've never heard a fish song. I've never owned 10 cars. I've never fished for eagles. I've never sold an ape. I've never needed horseshoes. I've never bought a grape. I've never crossed the rainbow. I've never changed my name. I've never climbed a molehill. I've never lost my fame.
I've never carved an iceberg. I've never trained a flea. I've never built an igloo. I've never sailed the sea. I've never missed the spaceship. I've never caught a cloud. I've never seen a dino. I've never seen a dino. I've never seen a dino. All right. So, as you have noticed, these are quite absurd examples. So let's go through them one by one and let's see what kind of uh, experiences or lack of experience they refer to. So the first one says, I have never been to Pluto. Well, of course, I've never been to Pluto. And who has been to Pluto? Okay. So uh, the point is, I've never been to Pluto means I have no experience about Pluto. I have no idea. So I cannot tell you what it looks like. I mean, I can read about it. I can search information on the internet, but I don't have personal experience. So I'm not the best person to tell you what it's like, okay? Or I've never lived on Mars, you know, again, if you want to live on Mars, don't ask me because I cannot tell you what Mars is like. I've never been there. You know, so all these examples refer to experiences that, uh, sorry, I cannot tell you about. And then you may ask, like, why do you talk about the experiences that you've never had? Uh, well, because this is a grammar exercise, so it's exactly for you to practice the form I've never, I've never. And then this leads to saying what you have experienced, just saying it in the affirmative form. I have, I've, okay? But that's for another lesson. For now, it's the negative form. I've never, I've never. Make sure you pay attention to how it's pronounced. You know, I have is contracted into I've. It's important that you listen here and actually say the V sound. I've, right? When you practice, and, uh, and then, of course, the third form of the verbs. Ooh, that's another big thing to talk about. But anyway, uh, today, let's focus on understanding the chant. So, let's listen and look at some of these ideas. Here we go. We're going to look at uh, the ideas one by one and also the pronunciation and the use of the past participle forms of the verbs because that's another learning point here, of course. So I've never been to Pluto. Been, this, the verb to be in the past participle form is I've never been, okay? So instead of just learning be, was, been, become, became, become, etc, etc, it's a good idea to practice with examples, and this chant is one way you can do it. So I've never been to Pluto, I've never lived on Mars. So I've never lived on Mars means I have no experience what it is like to live on Mars. And the verb here is lived, okay, is the past participle form. I've never heard a fish song means, you know, I've never heard of his song because, you know, fish don't sing. 
course you can hear a fish song if somebody else sings about fish. But that's not what I meant here. Anyway, uh, heard, okay? I've never heard. Hear, heard, heard. Third form. I've never owned 10 cars, okay? I've never had 10 cars. I've never owned 10 cars. The verb is own. D. Owned. Pronunciation. I hear students, my students, confuse the ED endings. Uh, sometimes they're not sure if it's id or d or t. This is a chant you can also practice some of these verbs with. All right. I've never fished for eagles. Of course, you cannot fish for eagles because they're birds. But anyway, the pronunciation of the verb is t fished. Fished. I've never needed horseshoes. Here you go. This one is pronounced as id. Needed. Right? Regular verb. ED ending. Pronounced as id. Okay. I have never bought a grape. Bought is irregular. And this is the third form. I've never crossed the rainbow. This verb, cross, with the ED ending, is pronounced as t. Crossed. Not the, not id, crossed. I've never crossed a rainbow. I've never changed my name. Changed. This is a d pronunciation. I've never climbed a molehill again. It's d. And I've never lost my fame. This is an irregular form of the verb. Next one. Uh, I've never carved an iceberg. Carved. Again, d. Ed pronounced as d. I've never trained a flea. Same thing. Trained a flea. I've never built an igloo. This is irregular, so built. I've never built an igloo. I've never sailed the sea. Sailed the sea. Sailed is pronounced with a d. However, because you say the sea, it just really um, gets merged into the next sound. So, sailed the sea. You, you don't need to separate, like, sailed the sea. You could just say, sail the sea. I've never sailed the sea. And it's clear that you're talking about a past experience. In this case, something you've, you've never done. So you don't have that experience about sailing the sea. Right, uh, here we go. Uh, the last one says, I've never missed a spaceship. Missed. E-D, pronounced as t. Missed a spaceship. I've never caught a cloud. This is irregular. I've never seen a dino. And that's irregular as well. So, to sum up, with this exercise, you can practice a couple of things. You can practice the pronunciation of the ED ending of regular verbs. You can help yourself to memorize um, some of the irregular verbs. And, of course, you can practice the contracted form of I have, saying I've... I've, well, in this case, I've never, but it works for the affirmative as well later on when you want to say things like, you know, I've been here, I've done that, I've eaten this, I've seen that movie, or whatever experience you have had. That's for a future lesson, maybe. Okay, so, um, this chant, you can find this chant on my website. I'll put you the link down in the description of the... Um, program or if you go to createenglish.com slash chants 
you will find it there along with other practice chants. And to practice the pronunciation of ED verbs, I have a YouTube tutorial video that you will find the link to. You can find it on my blog uh, page, which is createenglish.com slash blog. And just look for the um, blog post on today's program and I'll, I'll put the links there too. Create English with one E in the middle. Okay, let's move on. Last time we talked about small talk. We talked about the basics. It was kind of like an introduction. Today I would like to talk about more details. And I would like to explain a few more things. Which I think are important for you to understand why small talk is important and how it works. And how it works in business as well. So what is small talk? Well, basically, it's a kind of uh, conversation where, which is light, or at least about lighter topics in a light way. And everyday topics usually, like the weather and news and maybe, um, you know, books and films, etc. And you use that in order to, um, to socialize, in order to talk to your conversation partner, which can be your business partner, but out of the business hours, so to speak. So between meetings uh, or on the way to the airport or back from the airport or whatever uh, moment, uh, maybe at a party or reception or at a, at a conference, you know, uh, in the coffee break. So all those moments which are kind of hard and difficult to, to manage when you're not talking about your business strictly, that's what we call small talking. And it's got its technique and it's got its uh, expressions. So we're going to look at that today another feature so it's kind of a skill that you need to develop uh, but there's some theory to it too and uh, I'd like to point out the main pillars or some of the main pillars of small talk today and next time we can take a look at some actual conversation example as well so uh, today in part two let's talk about um, you know why small talk in business is important. And I've just mentioned it actually, but let's just recap. So when you're in the coffee break or having lunch, or when you're showing your visitor around the city, these are moments when you don't talk about business. You need to talk about just everyday things. And whatever you see on the way, maybe there's a question about something, some building, and you need to be able to um, give some, maybe some background of the history of that building or you know, um, what, what happens in the city. So this is the first thing you need to keep in mind. That's the mindset. So point number one is setting the mindset. You need small talk for situations that are not business situations and you need to work on that. This is number one. You need to be aware and you need to say like, okay, I need to work on this. When you have that clear, then you will need certain topics to practice with, okay? Topics to talk about. So, you know, there are certain topics that are not so good for small talk and there are a lot of topics that are great for small talk. So you need to focus on the topics that are good. We're going to look at some examples later. Now, after that, point number three, you need functional expressions. You need those expressions that are used and probably this is the most interesting part for students. This is what they you know, want, they want to know how to um, express their ideas in a small talk situation. They want those expressions. But that, that's kind of 
point number three, at least on my list. So first you need the mindset, then you need topics, and then you need um, to work on the expressions, of course, which are really useful and, and essential. And once you have these kind of uh, there, then you need to build the skills. You need to practice, okay? And practicing means you can have real life situations if you get a chance, great. Or simply uh, just, uh, you know, simulated. That means um, you're practicing uh, with invented conversations or you just made up conversations that are built and constructed as small talk situations. And you need to work on vocabulary, intonation, and uh, pronunciation, of course. So these would be the, like the four pillars. In the previous program, I asked you to observe your own small talk conversations in your first language, in your native language. And uh, I told you, you'd be probably surprised to see how many of these expressions are repeatedly used by speakers around you. You know, you use them and other people around you use them. And they're not that, I mean, there are quite a few, I'm sure, in your language too, but they kind of they kind of get repeated in conversation, so that's the good thing about them, that once you learn them, you can use them in, in any, you know, social interaction, depending on the topic, of course, but uh, they work for most situations. And we'll look at some examples later on. Today, we looked at the four pillars, the mindset, so knowing you need to work on small talk, the topics to choose, the functional expressions, and then the skills development. English. You're listening to Create English on Ribollet Radio with Gabor Legradi. English. English and now let's move on to our family blog. So this is for you, families, parents to practice at home with your kids. We're going to work on a song about the days of the week and some activities that we do on these days. So let's listen to the song first. I buy fruits on Monday. I make sweets on Tuesday. I do art on Wednesday. I play games on Thursday. I eat soup on Friday. I watch films on Saturday I read books on Sunday I buy fruits on Monday I make sweets on Tuesday I do art on Wednesday I play games on Thursday I eat soup on Friday I watch films on Saturday I read books on Sunday I buy fruits on Monday, I make sweets on Tuesday, I do art on Wednesday, I play games on Thursday, I eat soup on Friday, I watch films on Saturday, I read books on Sunday. Great, so this is a song about the days of the week, with some activities. You can find the song at doremienglish.com with other songs as well for learning English. So, this one is about the days of the week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and some activities. I'm going to tell you the activities 
in order and I'm just gonna grab my guitar and we're gonna sing so let me tell you the activities first Monday fruits buy fruits Tuesday sweets make sweets Wednesday art do art Thursday games play games Friday soup eat soup Saturday films watch films and Sunday books read books so with the guitar it sounds like this a little bit slower first I buy fruits on Monday I make sweets on Tuesday I do art on Wednesday I play games on Thursday I eat soup on Friday I watch films on Saturday I read books on Sunday Now I'm going to tell you the activity and the days and so you can sing Let's do it, let's just say two and then another two and then another two and then the last one so here's an example I say buy fruits make sweets and singing it goes like I buy fruits on Monday I make sweets on Tuesday okay great now for Wednesday and Thursday we're gonna say do art, this is Wednesday, and play games Thursday. So, one, two, three, and... I do art on Wednesday, I play games on Thursday. Okay, so we have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We have three days left. On Friday, we eat soup. On Saturday, we watch films so we go like two three and I eat soup on Friday I watch films on Saturday yes and on Sunday we read books so I read books on Sunday na 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 well done, so let's sing it one more time from beginning to end. I buy fruits on Monday, I make sweets on Tuesday, I do art on Wednesday, I play games on Thursday, I eat soup on Friday, I watch films on Saturday, I read books on Sunday. I buy fruits on Monday, I make sweets on Tuesday, I do art on Wednesday, I play games on Thursday, I eat soup on Friday, I watch films on Saturday, I read books on Sunday. I buy fruits on Monday, I make sweets on Tuesday, I do art on Wednesday, I play games on Thursday, I eat soup on Friday, I watch films on Saturday, 
This was Create English in October 2021. Thanks for listening. Uh, let's see what we've done today. Basically, we um, talked about small talk. We looked at a grammar point, used to versus usually. And we did a song for the weeks of the day, okay, and some activities. And we did a chant to practice the past forms of regular verbs and irregular verbs also and to practice you know um, the contracted form of I have in the present perfect tense for more information about the program and the details you can check out my website at createenglish.com slash blog and as I said I'll put the links in the description of Uh, this program and on my blog too to the links to the songs so take care have fun bye now <laughs>